Welcome to episode 24 of the Flu Network. You're not supposed to have the flu, Jonathan. You said, I don't have the flu. I don't don't think I have the flu, but you never can tell. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. And I'm sick. <laughs> I think you made that very clear in the opening tonight, Johnson, that you are not feeling the best. Nope, I am not, but that's okay, because the show must go on. The, that's a great, great attitude. That's right. That's, I'm sure, like right now, the, to win it. the listeners have felt empowered, and if there's someone sick in their bed, they are getting up. Yeah, right now. Right now. They're Prefer you to up. wait about an hour and finish the podcast first, but then get up. <laughs> yeah. As long as you finish listening. Um, we're so glad you're here with us tonight. Uh, if you're new to the show, we're just a couple of guys just trying to have some fun, talk about the Bible, talk about spiritual things. And at the end of the day, hopefully, whether you're a new believer, long-time believer, or not a believer at all, at the end of the day, you get to understand this thing called uh, spirituality a little bit more. So we're glad to have you. Yeah, more than anything, I think. <laughs> We we like to talk about real stuff. Yeah, it's like real, real. You know? It's real. So real. even I mean I'm probably not even going to edit a lot of this, and you're just going to hear me sniffling and coughing. And it's going to be very here. transparent for y'all tonight. Yeah, very full of his life is real. So we shouldn't even fake it. We shouldn't. You know why not? Right. I mean, and really the topic that we're going to talk about tonight is is pretty real too. Pretty real. Yeah, we like to talk about topics that are you know. Real. Real. <laughs> but just, um, you know, stuff that you get involved with every day. We don't want to go too far into theology some days, but we want to make sure that we're, we're communicating something that's useful, hopefully, at the end of the day, when you're done with this time with Dustin, who's currently well, and Jonathan, who's very sick and committed. Uh, yeah, not very sick. <laughs> Sniffles. Well, you told everybody coughs, you had the flu. Chet, so. You know, it could be. I think it's more like sinus infection. Yeah. yeah. You're, Let's hope so, because I'm taking antibiotics. Otherwise, they won't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be all right. Oh, yeah. I believe yeah. in you. Yep. I got some exciting news to share, Jonathan. I've been waiting for a few days to talk about this. You have been giddy. I've like been giddy. A, a school child. Yep, yep. Um, if you don't follow me on regular social media, just my personal account. I did tag the podcast on, on these posts because I was like, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. It wasn't even like a choice where I wanted to talk to you about it first. It was just going to happen. Yeah. But it's all right. Back, I'm used to it. And well, everybody knows that knows me knows I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to superhero stuff, Star Wars. I mean, all that kind of stuff. I just love it. Jonathan's in there a little bit too. He might not be as deep as me, but I am not as deep in the nerddom but, you as know, you are. You like to hover. You're a pretender. I'm a little jealous of how nerdy you are. Yeah. Well, it's a great thing to be. And, you know, when you don't have any other hobbies or skills, <laughs> being a nerd <laughs> is just fine. So um, I love the Marvel movies and all that stuff. And um, for Christmas, I, I got this little box from my mom. And and it's, what, two months ago, I guess, right about now. And I got this little box from my mom Christmas morning. And I opened it up, and there's just, like, just paper in it. it like, cuts up, cut up pieces of paper. And I start digging through it, and I realize there's a bunch of words on these individual pieces of paper. And then so it's kind of like a puzzle, and I have to put this puzzle together. Wow. She's, she, like, wrote you a message and then sent it to a shredder? Yeah, pretty much. Kind of. yeah, so, so I put it together, and I don't remember exactly what it said, but it said something on the lines of, sorry it's not here, but your Captain America shield is on the way. Ooh, ooh. What? <laughs> I was very excited. Very excited. Because my older brother, he just opened his... Iron Man mask. He got an Iron Man mask, and it was there in person. And I got a box full of paper, and it said my Captain America shield was on the way. Now these are the like higher quality prop type things. Marvel Legend series, I think, is what's called. And I already have Thor's hammer, so yeah. he's like, and it's. I, I got to admit, it's pretty cool. It's pretty. I'm cool. a little I, jealous. I brought him over tonight, so Jonathan can yeah. see him. And I already had Thor's hammer. I lifted that hammer though. Just yeah, gonna say, I, I just let you. <laughs> But that's a that's a more of a nerd joke. You should probably lie solid. Yeah, I probably should. Um, so it was going to take like, well, I had the I had the hammer and the shield was the other thing I wanted, and so they got it for me. And 
I just didn't have it. So it was going to take like two months. It said we'd get it in February. And man, that was a long two-month wait, Jonathan. Because I was very excited. Because Thor and Captain America are my two favorite Marvel people. I was ready for the shield. Finally, after about two months being on back order, they, they stretched, pushed it back and said it won't be until March. So mm-hmm. I was like really it's bummed. never a good sign. No, I was bummed. Uh, you, the only place you could find these things were online. It's like a second release of them or whatever. But um, finally... My brother found another website that had them, had them, and so he placed an order with them just to see how fast we could get it. And, dude, they got it to us in three days, Jonathan. Whoop, whoop. Three days. So he canceled the long order that never got me my shield, but got a hold. Bless you, Jonathan. Got a hold of Thanks. the uh, shield, and, man, my mom wrapped it for me again, brought it over to the house. I got to open it up, late Christmas present. And dude, the thing is magnificent. So even though you knew what it was, she still wrapped it up. Yes, that's awesome. That is awesome. Isn't that good? It's good, mom. I got a great mom. And so I opened that thing up, and I was giddy as soon as she handed it to me. I was excited that she came over. And dude, the thing is huge. It's like life size. It's got the leather straps on the inside. It's it's a really hard like plastic, but it's a uh, very shiny. Looks like metal. It's got uh, beautiful coats of paint, dude. I I held it. I took some pictures. Uh, I took some pictures I shared on social media. Y'all can look me up, Dustin Dandran. But I took some pictures that I will not share because they're action poses. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave those to myself because yeah, it probably don't. doesn't yeah. look as good to everybody else as I think it looks. So I'm going to hold on to those, Jonathan. But, dude, I'm excited. I'm trying to decide Endgame, Avengers Endgame's coming up in a couple months, end of April. Do you think they would let me take it into the theater? Probably. The whole shield? Yeah. Can I take Thor's hammer? Well, I'd, I'd probably take both. <laughs> I mean. You can't be Captain America and Thor at the same time. Uh, yes, I can. <laughs> Maybe not the average human, but I can. I mean, I guess if you go with me to the movie. That's I, what I'm, I'm saying. I might. Let's go together. I might let you wield the hammer. Hmm. Because technically that hammer's, spoiler alert, destroyed in the movies. Oh, uh, yeah. But, hey. Anyway, I'm just excited. I, I want to share. I want the hammer. I want the what was the what was the other one? The new one? Yeah, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Mm. There's some people that that's already tuned cool. out. They're like, yeah. ain't got time. All right, pulling the, back in the Avengers pulling back in from Nerd, Nerd Yeah, Hill. I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I wish we were kind of live right now on video, and I would show some people some sweet Captain America moves that I've perfected. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, I put it up in the nerd corner in my bedroom. There you go. I got a nerd corner. Some people have man caves. I have a nerd corner. So you take what you can get. That's right. All right. <sighs> okay. Well, cool, man. So, dude, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, you Once were, you intro, you were supposed to know. <laughs> no, tonight we were. Uh, we want to do something a little, little real. One of the things that when we're discussing what what to talk about tonight, and Jonathan, you actually brought it up, but I'll introduce to the folks, is this idea of as we raise our children, as we be parents and do all those types of things, and if you're not a parent, don't tune out, okay? Because you will be one day. You probably will be one day or, or might be one day, or if you're not, you might have... Nieces and nephews and other people that you're going to be involved with the lives of young ones. So so stay tuned and hear, hear it out. Um, and you might also know what some of the people around you are dealing with. But there's this thing called parental guilt. And it's this idea that no matter what I do, how much I try to raise my kids correctly or in a positive manner, that they still still tend to screw up or make mistakes and I feel responsible for that. Like I failed as a parent, as a guardian or whoever. And I think it's a real problem that uh, challenges uh, parents today. A yeah. lot of parents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and honestly, what, what has brought this on uh, as a topic tonight is uh, is just some conversations that, that I've had um, over the last few days Um with with my wife about us just you know where have we just kind of failed our kids what are the some things that we have um not done that we wished we had done what are some ways that we should have parented them better um you know all those kind of things and and it's real um it's been kind of a kind of a tough um i actually think 
in a way, this whole parent kind of being guilty about how I've parented my kids and raised my kids is for me kind of my midlife crisis. Because I'm not, you know, I know I'm never going to own a big sports car or you <laughs> know, fancy say, stuff, all that kind of stuff. Are you going to cure this with a new uh, sports car? No, I mean, it, and, and that's the thing is it's not um, my feelings of, oh, goodness, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm about to lose, um, like I'm halfway through my life and, you know, getting older, all those kind of things. They, it's not really about me. It's about what I've kind of missed out or, um, you know, opportunities that, that I no longer have with my kids. And those are just in the past and I can't get them back. And I, it's just, you know, it's been kind of a, kind of a sobering, um, topic for me. And I've kind of realized just in, in talking with my wife the last few days that that's what I've been feeling, you know, for, for a while, I've just not been able to kind of put, put words to it. Exactly. Well, you know, and you always hear growing up, like people always tell you life, life goes by fast, you know, you blink and it's gone and all those types of things. And, you know, I used to not really believe that because it seemed like it took forever to get from Christmas to Christmas when you're a kid, you know, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to next Christmas or looking forward to a birthday or something. And it seems like it takes forever to get there. But like, you know, now that I'm a little bit older, um, it, it goes, it does go by. They were right, Jonathan. It does go by fast. So. Um, even if you're a parent out there of young children, listen in and and know that this is something that, that I think we've had to learn and are challenged by just like everybody else before yeah. us because of how fast and how quick it does seem like. Yeah, hang on tight because yeah. it don't take long. Um, and, and I think maybe, too, that's another thing that has um, kind of pushed this a little bit with us is that we do have a um, – we have a, a – foster baby with us right now and um we got him when he was 12 days old so seeing i think seeing him and seeing how you know i mean he's just a baby he's got his whole life in front of him that kind of thing um maybe it has brought back for us some man i remember when our kids were this little and you know all the maybe all the plans that we had all the ways that we thought we were going to knock it out of the park as parents and and that kind of thing, and then seeing him, and then looking at you know our our youngest is um, thirteen, so I mean like five and a half years we're going to be empty nesters, which is weird. Yeah, you know, um, I mean this this the the little one that we're keeping li- like could literally be our grandchild, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I never really just have put that two <laughs> together, but yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah, look at that. Um, so, so that I think has has also um, has also brought up some of this, you know, like he, he's if we were to start over, how would we do things differently? Are there things that we should have done differently? You know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, anyway, we've just been talking about that a little bit. Um, honestly, not a whole lot together, um, but I think we've both been feeling it quite a bit. Um, and so I've just been able to just in the past few days, just kind of been able to put some words to, you know, those, those feelings that I've been having and, and not even really sure how to like, how, kind of how to recognize them a little bit. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can relate because I was thinking just the other day, well, my, my son's in the ninth grade and in school he goes to, that's still considered, considered junior high. And so as he, is he's currently working on his schedule for high school and how everything changes and thinking that next year he's going to be technically in high school and then to think oh my goodness it's only 3 years left it's yeah. only 3 years left of of and school and most for places him. i mean honestly most places in the US he's a freshman yeah i mean he is considered a, yeah, i mean yeah, he is sure. a freshman in high school right now yeah but it's just kind of crazy to think that 3 years from now he'll be potentially off to college or onto that next stage of life and that's yeah Three years, it, it'll be here before I know it. Yeah. I mean, that's barely in time to get to the next Avengers movie after this one. Yeah, Jonathan. no doubt. That's how I measure time right now is Avenger movies. <laughs> it, the used be, it used to be Star Wars trilogies. Yeah, yeah. Now yep. it's Avenger movies. <laughs> so I guess, I mean, one of the things we have to, is that a wrong feeling? Is that a bad feeling? I, I don't think anybody's alone in feeling that way of 
having a little bit of guilt and looking back over their life? Well, I think it, I think it depends on where the guilt takes you. Um, I, I, there are, I, I think there's a couple of different types of guilt. I think there's good guilt that is a, just kind of a looking at things and truthfully weighing out what's going on. Should I do better? And, you know, I think a lot of times God gives us a guilt inside and, and his kind of guilt is more, Hey, you can do better. You, you've got this, you can do better. Come, you know, either come back to me, repent, um, those kind of things. And then there's that kind of what I want to call bad guilt. And it's, where we get to the point of, uh, woe is me, I can't do anything good, I'm just a miserable failure, no matter what I do, it doesn't work out, you know, all those kind of things, and there's no remedy. You know, it's just, it keeps going into a kind of a deep, dark, black hole of guilt. And that's not helpful, it's not um, useful, so it, we need to get rid of that guilt. But one thing about guilt is, Honestly, if you're feeling guilt about your parenting and and about what you're doing as a parent, then it does mean that you care, right? You know, yeah. you you care about your kids. That old phrase, "You only hurt the ones that you love." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's true. Um, and, and the the ones that that you love are the ones that hurt you. Um, if there's no love there, then then you just don't really care. So there's not going to be any guilt about what you do. You know, right. but if you know if you are feeling some guilt, own it. You know, just kind of, kind of view it, and then realize, hey, yeah, I I do care about my kids, and I want to improve. So guilt is not a guilt can be a bad thing if we allow it to be, but a lot of times guilt is more of a a catalyst. It's just a boom. Here it is. Let's now let's figure out what what to do with this. It's almost like the good guilt is. Well, the bad guilt to me is I've done something wrong, you know, and and I feel terrible about it. I mean, I think a lot of times when we feel this guilt as parenting, it's not even because we did something wrong. It's just sometimes that's the way the results turn out, no matter how good or bad you do. Yeah. But, like, I think this good guilt, to me, it also sounds like where you're coming from is, like, um, I, I recognize that there could be improvement. Like it could have been better. I could have done something different. Maybe I could have went a different way. Uh, but the hard thing about guilt when it comes to parenting or raising kids though, too, is if I, if, you know, if I walked over there right now, uh, Jonathan, I knocked something off your shelf and broke it. Um, I might be able to replace it. I might be able to go to the store, find you a new one, like this lamp right here. I can maybe go find you a new one. Not that that's a, that's a one of a kind. <laughs> that is a unique lamp, but, <laughs> but, uh, if I could maybe find you a different one, maybe you'd like it better. Maybe you wouldn't like it as much, you know, whatever. But like when you start thinking about looking back at your kids, I mean, you can't go back in time. Right. This isn't a sci-fi movie where you can go back in time and start over and try to do things different. So you do have to learn, um, to make that adjustment of, it's not guilt you can just just fix by replacing or redoing something. Right. It's a it's a could be a long lasting one. Yeah. Once it's done, it's done. Uh, once you've missed the opportunities, sometimes you, you've missed it for good. Yeah. You know. Um, and one thing that I I like to use when I am looking at, uh, especially feedback from others or myself in, in trying to weigh out how I'm doing, how I'm performing. Um, I, I work with a camp and kind of on the committee for that camp. And uh, used to, every year we would do surveys and ask people, what would you think about this? What would you think about this? What you think, you know, give us a one to five, blah, 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 all those kind of things. And those things absolutely like we would get to the end of the week and think, man, church church camp's been great. We've seen all these great things happen, and then we get these survey results, and it's just like the water fountain is too the hot. World, you know, uh, we literally had somebody one time say that they that we should raise the screen that was showing the words higher. Well, in the building that we were in at the time. It was on the ceiling, like touching the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So are you saying we should do exit surveys for kids as they leave no, the house? No, not at all. 
So, but what we had to start doing with those uh, was really walking through what I, I refer to as the Philippians filter. And I use this quite a bit of times in my life. Um, and it comes from Philippians 4, verse 8. And it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and the God of peace will be with you. So when we're looking at this, really kind of any topic of how have I been doing, how, you know, all those kind of things, we need to run some things through some filters. And the first one there, whatever's true, you know, sometimes we load up ourselves, I think, with a lot of guilt over things that just aren't true. Because here, here's the truth bomb. Parenting is hard. I mean, it's hard. But yet, social media and, you know, TV shows and movies, all that kind of stuff. I mean, man, I've used to watch the Brady Bunch all the time. I'm sure my parents honestly, like, hated the Brady Bunch. Because <laughs> it didn't matter what happened. Within 30 minutes, everything was going to be fixed. You know? Yeah. And we, we just don't live, I mean, that's not reality. Kind of like Full House for our generation. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Music changes. You just have a serious sit down at the kitchen table yeah. for a minute, have a little little quick talk. Because if we'll just talk about it for two or three minutes, everything's okay. Uh, yeah. I love you. Oh, I love you too. I love you too. And the world is a better place. This is so good. Yeah. In 30 minutes from now, we're going to have to record another show and we're going to mess up again. <laughs> yeah. So it's just not real. Um Parenting is a whole lot harder than than I think anybody expects it to be. And, and I know it's a harder than I envisioned it to be. I, I walked into parenting thinking, man, I, I think I got this. I've read a couple of books, you know. Um, and I honestly, I did. I, I, I had, I, and I do continue to have, thankfully, um, some of the most awesome parents on the planet. Um, but at the same time, I didn't realize just how hard this was going to be. So walking through this, um, and if you take, take a step back and look and see, Hey, the thoughts that I'm having about this, the struggle that I'm having with this, whatever area it is, is it true? Is there something noble in it? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Um, and if it's not like if, if there's things that are just outside of that, toss them. You, you just you got no time to be dealing with things that just aren't true and that aren't going to lift you up and that aren't kind of providing that good guilt in a way uh, that would bring you kind of reset things. Um, if it's the bad guilt, if it's that those feelings of despair, those feelings of I'm, I'm just never going to make it, I'm never going to do right, I'm never going to whatever, 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 you just got to toss them. I mean, you just got to toss them. And I want to echo and say, Jonathan, you're being very literal when you say the Philippians four eight filter. Like it's, I, I, I don't want people to miss that. Like actually, get your Bible out, turn to Philippians four eight, and when you when you read through these, whatever you're dealing with, whatever challenge that you might have coming from parenting or or through many many things, go through this list. It's, I mean, that's what he's saying. It's literally, it's there and, and physically pull this out and go through this list and and start asking yourself these questions about what's going on and uh it, it can lead you to to a good place uh hopefully it might be a challenging place but but jonathan what i'm hearing you're saying is if if it doesn't there's going to be things that we deal with that that these these battles that we fight uh as we parent or go through life that at the end of the day we really have to ask ourselves is this something that's worth fighting for is it really worth these these battles that I maybe get into with my kid out, or are we talking about like more eternal uh, struggles and stuff that we're dealing with as we, as we go through some of this? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it just depends on what, what kind of season you're in, what kind of phase you're in, what kind of, um, what the topic necessarily is. You know, there are times when, when we just blow it as parents and we just need to look at it and be like, yeah, I blew that. You know, yeah, sure. Um, but then there's other times, um, man. I, I tell you one one thing that I remember as as young parents that we kind of dealt with a little bit was birthday parties. 
Okay. I think birthday parties for like one and two and three year olds is so oh controversy over the top. <laughs> and when I mean, like when every kid that's two years old that comes to your kid's birthday party has to go home with a bag of party favors that you picked up at the Dollar Tree. Why? Why? And so finally, we we actually decided, you know what? We're, we're going to make a big deal out of birthdays, but you're going to get a birthday party on big ones, like 10 because you hit double digits, 13 because you're, you know, like a teenager, mm-hmm. 16 because you're you know, like driving, and 16 kind of thing, and then 18 because now you're kind of an adult. Besides that, yay. <laughs> I mean, you know? <laughs> Well, it's just, it's so, um, I don't know. And there's this, this feeling of, I got to keep up with the Joneses and, oh man, alive. did you see what kind of party they threw for their, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like, come on. Yeah. If there's one thing I've, we were actually pretty decent at. It's that I think my kids would tell you, they're like, we never get parties. <laughs> we'll have some friends come over and stuff. And then all of a sudden they'll get these invitations like from school and there'll be these big colorful things. Like my daughter's just got one, and it was at the pool at the event center here in town, and they went and they all came home with a little something. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, we are not on the game." <laughs> but I don't feel bad about it at all. I mean, it's yeah. it's because um, you know what we got our kids like for their first birthday, like their first Christmas. I think we got like some diapers. Like <laughs> I, it seemed like a crib. Low two years old, I think, was like a crib or something. And I know one year we got them, like for a birthday or Christmas or something, I got them like a, um, I guess Maddie, my oldest, like a backpack to carry her in. It's like we're hiking trails and stuff like that. I want to carry you. I'm going to buy it for her birthday. Yeah, there you go. Because she doesn't know. <laughs> Happy birthday. You don't have to walk. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to walk. I'll carry you. No, it, 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 it is true. It's not, it's not, I don't think it's bad that you want to do something special for your kids. No, not at That's all. That's not what the problem is. No. The problem is, is potentially the pressure and the stress you put on yourself as a parent that you have to create this perfect atmosphere, this perfect party, this something they can go to school about and brag or anything like that. You have to create that for your kid. And I think that's where the trouble comes in. Yeah. If you're if you're doing something for your kids because somebody else is doing it for their kids and that's like your motivating factor there. Mm-hmm. No. That that's that's just now you're you're just trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're just trying and I'm not talking about just birthday parties or yeah, you know, sure. whatever. There's so many things out there, so many ways that society kind of tries to convince us that if you love your kids, you'll do this, mm-hmm. you know? Well, let me see. Let's change that around a little bit. Let's talk about a guy and a girl. And the guy looks at the girl and says, if you love me, you'll do this. Now we instantly throw that out as that's junk, that's manipulation, that's all that stuff. But yet... When it's come, kind of keeping up with the Joneses about our kids, and it's us saying, "Well, I guess if I love my kids, I'll do that," then somehow it's okay. You know, that's that's just terrible. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Um, and, you know, I never thought about that way. That that comparison you just made to a guy versus a girl to uh, children and parents, but yeah, I mean that happens. That's that's a that's a consistent thing you hear. If you don't do this for me, or you know, or they'll they'll throw it in your face, maybe. At the end of the day, you're this. This is what's happening for them. The hardest part, like for me with my kids, sometimes is video games. You know, like oh yeah, like they love to play video games. I love to play video games, and they'll go to school, and all their kids are playing these certain games, and then they come home and they're like, "Dad, can I have that game?" And I'm like, "No, you can't have that game." And there's particular reasons why I don't want my child to have that game because of the content inside of it, but I also know that every time I tell my kid no in that fashion. There's a part of me that's a little eaten up because I'm like, man, I'm, I'm even though I know I'm doing the right thing, but I feel like now I got to send my kid to school and he's he's feeling left yeah. out and yeah. he's feeling different yep. because everybody else gets to do that. Yeah. And that can be hard as a parent to send your Absolutely. kid out to do. But at the end of the day, 
I would rather do that than just allow all that to filter into my child. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. And, it, uh, you know, I've told my kids several times, um, and, and I'm joking, sort of, <laughs> but when they usually when they throw that out, I'll start with, you know, those kind of things. Well, you know, little Bobby's dad lets him do this. Like, well, I'm not, you know, one, I'm not little Bobby's daddy. And two, he's not your dad. And and then I kind of go funny and, and I'll say, just because he doesn't love your kid, I love his kid, doesn't mean that I don't love mine, you know? <laughs> so, um, but we've had, we've had similar discussions around, mo- obviously, video games, um, but also movies, um, dating. We don't date, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, just all kinds of different things. And, you know, we are different. We live our lives differently. And, you know, one of my kids came home one time she was, and she just mentioned how she would just kind of like to watch a particular movie because, um, because her friends were. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's look at it, blah, blah, blah. And we kind of, and she was like, I'd like sometimes just to watch these movies. And even though I know they're not necessarily right, just so I can fit into conversations and things like that. Sure. You know? Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. Yeah, and because she just she feels left out, and uh, it, it's been it, in those times is when you really start questioning. You know, some why am I doing this? Why am I being? You know, why did why have I set up the guardrails at this particular junction instead of out? You know, given more margin, things like that. But at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta do what's what you feel is right for your kids, for your family. Um, and just know that we're not, if you're a Christian, you're a Christian parent, and you're raising Christian kids, you should not look like the rest of the world. That's right. And your parenting should not look like the rest of the world. Now, we kind of got a little sidetracked with the party favor kind of thing. I really hadn't even thought about those kind of things. But... Where I think sometimes as Christian parents, we kind of get hung up is not doing enough or not teaching our kids enough, not modeling, not discipling them enough, um, and, and that kind of thing. And and I like today I was at a, um, a, a prayer conference kind of thing, and somebody mentioned Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And so it's kind of like a life verse, that kind of thing. And I thought, you know, that's, I mean, my dad has, like every Bible my dad's ever given me has had Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 written in it. That is his life verse, uh, life verses. I've known those verses, you know, probably since I could talk, that kind of thing. And I thought, you know, I don't, I don't know for sure that my kids know those verses. Man, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, and I immediately just all these, you know, all this guilt and all this kind of stuff just kind of roaring over me. Um, but then I thought, you know, I, I can change that. I I can change that and I can put in some, you know, uh, put in some time, figure out how to do it. But those are the kind of things I think that, that as Christian parents, we deal probably with on guilt more than, um, you know, maybe more than the party favors and, and sometimes maybe more than more than erring on the side of bad, it's erring on the side of what's good enough. Like what's good enough? How well should we be discipling our children? Um, you know, because what's eternal, that's what's most important. And so I want to raise my kids to, to love God, to, to know, the, know the word, be defenders of their faith, you know, all those kind of things. So... I get, I get hit with guilt of I'm not doing enough. Yeah, that that can be a tough one too because I mean I think about am I equipping my child enough to go out into this world and survive, and not just survive but 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 live it separately. Jonathan, do you think the idea? Because I, I know one thing I know a lot of parents struggle with, and I, I think it fits into this category, is I. 
have done a lot of things right. I feel like I'm doing the right things, but my kid still does really bad things sometimes or or oh, reaches yeah. out. Because, I mean, I know there's sometimes where I'm like, because that's when I can feel the most guilt, is where I feel like I'm doing a good job. Like, I'm okay. Uh, you know, I'm making sure they're they're – they're getting their homework done. They're being responsible. I'm trying to teach character. You're going to help clean up the house. You got chores. You got this responsibility. You got that. You got to do your own laundry. I mean, I try to feel like I'm, I'm putting all these character things in them. So when they get older, they'll, they'll be okay. And then you, and then you, on the biblical side or on, on you know, trying to live a Christian life, I, I start pouring all these things into them and have Bible studies and we go to church three times a week, you know, and I'm there. I'm actually there. My kid's youth leader you know, right now. There's so, their problem. Yeah, that's the big problem. We need to find a better, better place for them to go. No, but we start, we, we pour all this stuff into them and, and we try to have those talks, even those uncomfortable talks. You don't want to, I had a, a purity, a sexual purity talk last night with my whole youth group. And you know, that's not a fun conversation. I just like, woohoo, I get to go have this talk, but it's a necessity. Yeah. And so you keep pouring all these stuff in there and you think you got it and you think you got it. And then all of a sudden, your kid doesn't. Right. They 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 take a bad step. They make a bad choice. They, um, you know, I'm, that may sound more like a teenager thing, but even maybe as a toddler, as a five, six, seven year old, you're like, we're teaching them the basics of don't don't call people names. And then you you walk around the corner and they're calling somebody a name, or don't don't or they're biting somebody. They're, yeah, they're biting. Or they're don't take what's yours. How many times have I told you not to take what doesn't belong to you? Yeah. And then they take it. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like like what's your problem? And and then you start questioning yourself too of what did what am I doing that they're not getting? Right. And so I feel the bad problem about is them. is that they're a sinful human being. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean that's. I mean what. You know, do you do everything that that God has told you? I mean, it, do you, you know, do you ever? <laughs> there was mess a moment up? of silence yeah, there was, for for, for, for a purpose. sneeze. Well, no, I was I was responding to the question for a reason. I didn't want to, um, you know. I mean, do you, do you do everything correct? No, I know I don't. No, and you have a perfect father in heaven. Yep. You know, um, and it, we talked about this a little bit before um, before the, we started recording, but like the prodigal son, that whole story. Um, if you've not read that, go find the prodigal son, read that. Basically what this kid did was go up to his dad and say, Hey dad, I kind of wished you were dead and that I had all the money that would be coming to me after you die. Yeah. Go ahead and give me my inheritance. Yeah. Give it to me now. And I don't really care about you. I'm out. And so his dad did, which is actually kind of amazing, but his dad (laughs) did and sent him on his way. And obviously, you know, he blew it all. Um, and he got to the point where he was literally uh, in a in feeding pigs, which for a Jew that was the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom rung, and he was literally starving to death, and thinking, "I'm, you know, my dad has has servants and people that help in the household that are getting fed, and I'm here with eating pig slop, so I'm going to go back to dad and just see if he'll like." let me be a servant in your house, you know? So he goes back and his dad uh, sees him coming from afar off, which means he was probably looking for him. I don't know. But sees him, runs out, greets him, hugs him, puts robe on him, puts, you know, all these things, has a big feast, welcoming him home. And, you know, does all of these things showing love for that, for that kid. And the, the father in that is, is a, is kind of a, a type of God, like, like it, you know, kind of a metaphor for God that he, he welcomes us back. So I got to think that this dad was probably a pretty decent dad, mm-hmm. especially based on how he welcomed him back instead of just, you know, saying, hey, you know, I'm done with you. Yeah, go, go slop some more pigs, buddy. Um, but he welcomed him back and brought him back in as a son, not as a servant. And so seemingly a good dad, but yet this kid, you know, is like, I'm out. I kind of wish you were dead. I hate you. Uh, you know, so how much guilt did that guy probably feel? Oh, and and I mean, no, no, it's a parable and all that kind of thing, but still. Um, it is a parable, but it happens all the time. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, this isn't. It may be a parable, but it's not a. It's not a made up story, uh, by any stretch right. of the imagination. Well, 
Well, yeah, it kind of is. It, yeah, it, it's a parable. It, it is, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's based on true events. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and you know, and sometimes one thing that and and I can only sometimes talk from personal experience. I'm definitely not trained in any formal training and some of this stuff. But for me, I always when when I even when I did wrong. I wanted somebody to believe in me that I could do right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. if I had somebody to believe in me, even when I messed up, they still believed in me that I could. It's, it's. I think it's when, when they feel there's, they feel there's no more hope because that's one thing that God always, that Jesus always gives us is that when we, when we do mess up, He never stops believing in us. Yeah, He never loses confidence in us. He picks us up. He'll help dust us off and get us back on our feet and keep working. You know, it's never a the 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 you're done the race. Yeah, it's never yeah. done. It's the race keeps going, and 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 I try to mimic that with my kids and you know let them make some decisions, try to trust in some of their decisions, and let them know at the end of the day that I believe in them because a lot of people won't. Um, yeah. And even if they mess up. Hey, I know you forgot to do your stuff today. I for you maybe you didn't do your chores, but I believe in you that tomorrow you can get it done. Yep. And I, I just think I've always used that because I responded well to that in my life. It always meant something to me. Even at work now, and I'm 40 years old, and I go to work, if I feel like my bosses don't believe in the work I do, oh yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's like what's the point? Yeah. But if they believe in me, then I feel empowered to do some of those right things. And I even talked about it. I mentioned earlier about having the, the uh, sexual purity talk last night with my students. Is And if you look at just that scope of life, the world doesn't believe in your kids. The world doesn't believe your children can sustain from sexual relationships before marriage. Yeah. They just tell you, they can't do it, so you need to teach them how to protect themselves and 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 reduce the risks of pregnancy and and STDs and stuff as much as you can because your child can't say no. They're not. They they just it's just not possible. Right. And we're not even forgetting all the emotional scars that come along with that. Oh, I don't yeah. even mention any of that stuff. But I told them last night. I was like, I believe that you can. I I believe that you can. Not too many people in the world is going to tell you you believe that you can. But I believe that you can. And more importantly than that, Jesus believes you can. Because if he didn't, he wouldn't have told you to do it. You know? Yeah. Uh, he he believes you can. And so have confidence in that and that somebody has confidence in you. And that just to me that I was always impactful. In in and don't as a parent, so I try to release some of that guilt of when my kid does do something wrong. And they've done stuff, and like just like I did stuff. At the end of the day, let's let's. I, I still believe in you. We can rebound. We can keep going forward. And it's not the end of the world. And if the person across the street or the other island of Walmart has a problem with me, Jonathan, <laughs> they can just keep on having a problem with me because I just don't <laughs> really care. Uh, yeah, there was a. Uh, anyway, I won't go into that. Um, so. You know, and there's there's all kinds of different things. You know, some of it is even not if our kids make bad decisions or whatever, but even just how they're prepared. And there there's such a wide variety of ways that we can feel like we failed our kids. Okay. So what do we do when we get to that point? What are some steps that we maybe should take to work through these feelings? Um, and I think the first one is that uh, – that failure or failures, failure is always a chance. It, it kind of gives us an example or a way to model repentance and grace to our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we have messed up, if we've blown it in a particular area, then going to them and saying, look, I've messed up and I've had to do this a lot with my kids. I'm, I've messed up and I need you to forgive me. One, that models um, humility. It models going to somebody and, and asking forgiveness. Um, it models some repentance. And then and then following that up with, um, you know, you, I'm, I'm, I want you to forgive me, but I also need God to forgive me. And walking into, I know that God is going to forgive me because he loves me. He wants better for me. You know, so it's a, it's a, it's a way for us to model not only 
that grace and that those that forgiveness between us and our kids, but it's a way for them to see us interacting with God and asking His forgiveness. And you know, they our, our kids need to know that we mess up too, and that we own it. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, um, so failure is always a failure is always an option, um, according to the MythBusters. But failures are a chance <laughs> to model repentance and grace. Um, and then second. Uh, you can't care for others well if you're on, if you're not caring for yourself. So take a break, get recharged, bring somebody along in the fight. Um, kind of that uh, that idea of it. It kind of takes a village to raise a kid. It's true. Uh, it does take more. Um, it does take more than just your input. Kids need to see other adults speaking into their lives. So you need to surround yourself with other adults. Uh, and you may need to just walk into that with somebody with for some accountability. Uh, you may want to get other people's opinion to, to know, hey, should I be feeling this way? What is Help me to know what's right here. You know, am I just deceiving myself? Am I, you know, or is there really some room for improvement? What can I do? Give me some ideas. Help, yeah. you know. And then third, um, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, raising our kids is is never meant to be a um, kind of a one a one day deal. It's a long process, um, and and it goes. You know, we want to say eighteen years, but it, it goes past that. Um, so even if your kids are out of your house, there's still things that you can do now um, to to influence them. So it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And with that, check out these these words in Hebrews. And and a guy uh, read this today at that conference, and it just it just hit me. That's like, yes, that is, and that's what I needed to hear. Um, in in this whole parenting thing, it says therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and he's this is in Hebrews twelve, which just follows Hebrews eleven, which. Well, that makes sense. But it <laughs> follows Hebrews 11, which is the faith chapter. The heroes of faith. Yeah, the heroes of the faith. Talks about all these great uh, men and women of, of faith. And so he says, since we're surrounded by all of these great heroes of the faith, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And that that phrase there, let us lay aside every weight. Um, man, I just think this this whole parenting guilt um, thing that I've that I've been feeling that it, you know has kind of um, pulled me and and that kind of thing. It's just a weight, and it's a weight on my my relationship with my kids. It's a weight on my relationship with my wife, and. And I just need to lay that down. I just need to lift that off, throw it to the side, and and then get back in and continue the race. Um, because here it says it's lay aside every weight and sin. Sometimes I, the the weights that are holding us back aren't necessarily sins. They're distractions. They're you know the the, the whole guilt, all those kind of things. So what in your in your parenting? Um, in really any area of your life, what are those weights that are just holding you down and not allowing you to feel the the freedom and the joy and the the um, just that abundant life that God has for us because we're just weighted down by all these things? Things we brought upon ourselves, things we've uh, let the world bring upon us, things, all those things, and and that that. That idea that you have to present perfection in your life or in your parenting or any of those types of things, you don't have to. No. You don't have to. I think we need to land this plane, John. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. And I think we can land in the plane. Um, you know, if you're if you look at your parenting and you need to change some things, then change something. That's it. Change something. Let's not try to change everything, or we'll just get too overwhelmed and. Um, we'll, we'll start off doing all kinds of things and then it's just, it's not attainable necessarily. So change some thing 
instead of trying to change everything. And, and hey, go to God. He is the best parent ever. Go to him. Ask him to help you. Yep. He believes in you. He's got confidence in you. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this, Jonathan. As we as we go around to closing the show, that it's always interesting to me. Every every one of these shows that we do, sometimes at the end of the day, I want to just say, "Hey, you're not alone. You aren't alone. You're not the only one feeling this way." Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's any coincidence that one of our most downloaded episodes we've ever done is the one titled "You Are Not Alone." Yeah, I mean, you go, it, it, and there's a reason for that. Is because when you do get in these spots, you feel like you're the only person that gets it. You're the only person dealing with it, and it's embarrassing to talk about. You can't show your weakness. You can't show your mistakes. All that stuff. No, there's a reason that's the most downloaded episode. I think because that title, "You Are Not Alone," people feel like they're alone, and yeah. you're not alone in parental guilt. So yeah, and funny enough, right before we started recording, um. We saw on Facebook that one of our listeners had had posted, you know, something about kind of parent fail, you know, that kind of thing, yep. and feeling that 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 guilt and and just uh, can I can I just you know what am I doing wrong? Those kind of those kind of feelings. So yeah, we're nobody's alone in this. Not at all. All right, Jonathan. Well, hey, Jonathan. I, on behalf of the listeners, I want to say thank you for battling through your sniffles and your sneezes. Y'all don't know how many times he sneezed in the background. I don't know how many of those <laughs> bled through the microphone or he'll edit it out later, but there was quite a few that he uh, yeah, turned his I head and his, them pretty his well. face turned completely red and just looked yeah. like this cloud of <laughs> those cartoons where something explodes inside of them. And there's yes. just, <sighs> yeah, I saw that a few times. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Hey, I appreciate you toughing it out and getting on here for the people. Cause you're, you're a man of the people. <laughs> But hey, uh, we appreciate you. Get out y'all. of my house so I can go to bed. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. We uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, of course, always make sure you keep us on the so- uh, on social media. Join the discussion, man. Let us know. No, no, we're not alone. Uh, join us out there on discussions. Uh, Facebook, Instagram at Land the Plane today. You can even catch us on Twitter at Land the Plane two four seven. Uh, we don't make as many posts as we probably should or would like to, but you know we all have this thing called life we're trying to keep up with and 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 staying on top of things. So, I encourage you to go out there and, and join in the conversation and and lead some of that discussion, and and uh, we'll be sure to jump in. You can also check out the website at www.landtheplane.today. You can send us an email. We've been getting a lot of feedback uh, the last few weeks, a lot of ideas, um, and it's great for me and Jonathan to get those. Because uh, we want to talk about things y'all are interested in hearing about and things that, that like we said earlier in the show, are real and that uh, we just want to help uh, challenge each other in this thing called life. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we'd love for you to do that. You can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, go just search Land the Plane and uh, make sure you give that a follow. We're also on YouTube. The show comes out usually a little bit later. It's just a video version. It doesn't show us actually on camera or anything, but it's just a, a way for you to listen. You're another, welcome. Yes. Another convenient way for you to listen. So you can always go to YouTube and search Land the Plane Podcast as well and uh, give us a subscribe and keep up there. But I think that's about it. I'm going to sign off so Jonathan can uh, go to bed, y'all, because he, uh, he needs it. Y'all, y'all say a little prayer for him. Hopefully by the time the show goes on air, Jonathan, you'll feel much better. And hopefully I won't be sick for being yeah, over here. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I hope not. I'm gonna hide behind. I've stayed my, on the other side of the desk. I know. I'm gonna hide it's behind. It's a pretty big desk. It is a big desk. I'm gonna hide behind my Captain America shield as I leave your house, so it'll catch the germs. Because that's what heroes do. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been fun. We'll All talk right. to y'all soon. See you guys.